Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, do you mind if we take a quick, quick break so I can run to the restroom? Yeah, yeah. Leave your recordings going. Okay. Uh, let's take I'll bring the mic in. Break. <laughs> yeah. Smart. <laughs> Install it on the sink. <laughs> You are now alone in a room with Jolly Jack. I think as soon as the door like clicks shut, Travis draws his gun. (laughs) I didn't even know I was going to be here. So how did you know I was going to be here? Jonnet just draws. He fumbles with his Kasari Gama. He's like, like, ah, (laughs) we're in Uh, combat. Gable, uh, like, d- d- has a sword, and they say, oh, you should bring a sword to a gunfight, and grabs the captain's gun. <laughs> oh, that's cool. I really like that, like, this big reaction moment. And Travis, you've pulled your gun, like, you've got kind of a confident bead on Jack's position, and then you feel a little bit of more life force tug away as you take one more point of strain, and the captain stands up and draws his sword to the ready as well. (laughs) Gable hands back the captain's gun to I can imagine them slowly putting the gun back into the holster as like Just gently as possible. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like patting out the jacket a little bit. Right, like, uh, then drawing the sword. Like, yeah. wiping, wiping it off. Oh, there was a spot on Here's the response is like, because I'm still facing the room and we have what, at least two guns on me. Mm-hmm. Um, how did Tyler settle out? Is he still sort of like getting his stuff together? The, the, so Tyler's got... Oh, yeah, go ahead. T- I Tyler, feel, I feel it, like uh, Jonnet has both hands on on like the hilt of the Kasarigama and doesn't have anything. Like the chain is like knotted. He was not ready <laughs> for this at all. So he's just kind of... I'm kind of <laughs> picturing like the Kasarigama because it's this long chain object, mm-hmm. you're learning how to holster it for the first time and because it's chain like oh yeah I can loop it through the side of my belt no problem and Jonnet is like just for the first time realizing if I've <laughs> looped it through my belt I have to untangle it and undo the whole thing from my belt every time when I want to draw it oh this system can't work I need I need another way he's we're, we're like prototyping this live <laughs> <laughs> so 
with with the flurry, like the the very much, it's in the saloon and everyone has drawn the gun. <laughs> he stands there, and then you know how there's the the cool turnaround and the calm that that you know is sort of the response to that it's like i'm not going to incite any violence i'm not going to give anyone an excuse to do that there is like there's a moment of like relaxed observation and then there's the opposite of that where there is a blur of motion from him as well where he takes his long walking stick and it's obvious that there is like this is going to be a sword cane and what he does is he twists and there's there's like the fast flourish and then and in in a very way that's like this is going to incite some shit except uh, no sword comes out and he then just sort of relaxes back into the chair behind him and thumbs off the lid of the hidden flask in mm. the top of his walking stick. Yes. <laughs> and starts to pour some into a glass and says, as I live and breathe, is that you? What name are you going by? Don't you want that one too? <laughs> <laughs> uh, jo- jo- as, 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 as I think as Travis spits that out, the door to the reception hall opens again and Kicheko comes in with a bottle of wine <laughs> immediately, infuriatingly quickly. <laughs> uh, we, uh, Gable hides their sword behind their back. Janet, yeah. Janet looks think- and then he just like, he drops the Sargama from his hands, but it's still stuck to his belt. So it's just kind of just dangling <laughs> from his belt and he's just trying to play it off. <laughs> and so you just pull the hammer back and then you pull on this and it, it shoots people. <laughs> oh, th- um, thank I, you. I, thank you for that. Thank you. Wow. I was wondering what that was. In the middle of that save, Travis, when you feel another tug at your life oh, force Jesus. as the captain moves quicker than eyes can see to sheathe his sword and like gracefully adjust his position. So there's no way this man could have been holding a sword just a second ago. It doesn't even <laughs> make a sound, but there's so much like delicate movement that went into that. He had to draw more life force in order to do it so like you have like another like dizzy spell as you're in the middle of like that too (laughs) and then i'll I'll lean forward because i've picked the seat opposite the captain the other head of the table Mm. and then i'll just lean forward and i'll put some in his glass too and uh (laughs) i'm like oh you are such a lifesaver thank you so much Honored guests, we are so proud to present you with both a red and a white from our collection. These grapes were all grown right here in the sky, and they are the pride of Ungoni. They were aged in wood and bottled just five years after we took to the sky. When you taste them, you are tasting a piece of the sky itself. He says with another bright grin as he pours out glasses of wine for everyone. Now I'm afraid I have to step out. There are other matters I have to attend to, but please, please enjoy. Uh, And then he turns to Jack. And if there is anything else I can do for you, please do not hesitate to ring this bell. 
and he'll like leave a bell on the table by you, which is like the way that you would call him a thing that he did not offer to the Uhuru crew whatsoever. <laughs> I'll just make an Arnold Palmer with the red and white since there was no rose. <laughs> that's literally what a blend is. That's that's what that that's what they do. I got my sub. <laughs> by the way, Uhuru crew. Checked with the kitchen in the back. Just going to be another 20 minutes on those complimentary waters. Get those out to you. Enjoy Ungoni. And then he very quickly turns and exits the room. Yeah. I like the idea that everybody draws again. That's good. I, I, I actually, I look and I'm like, and again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, but uh, I, I think we're all looking at Travis kind of like, uh, and the person that it shoots is you. <laughs> oh, buddy, um, you are you are in deep. You're in some big trouble, Travis. What is going on? What? Certainly. Who is this man? Mm. <laughs> I, I go. Oh, I am so sorry. And he and he stands up. And also, like when he was sitting, this is like a slouch, like a like a dog in the sun. This is like. The horrible velvet recline of a Victorian dandy in his sitting room. And then he stands up. He goes, he goes, oh, I am so sorry. My friend introduced me, but I should introduce myself. I am at your service. Should you need anything? Just ask. That's what I'm for. I am Jolly Jack Tinkerson. Please, I hope I can be of service. And he, and he makes a very genuine bow. Tinkerson was his idea. That was not. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, he, like at the end of the, he's like, uh, he kind of slumps. He's like, yeah, no, like <laughs> play the game. Uh, uh, and 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 then he sits back down in in a much more ordinary way. He's like, so do do you want to drink or do we want to posture some more? I would prefer at the very least to drink and posture some more. Sound very good? well. Travis, can you you tell us why we're about to kill this fancy man? Yep. Oh, fancy. My heart. (laughs) At Uh, that, the door opens once more. Um, uh, I I think that we've all put our weapons down, but as soon as the door opens, we draw them again because we're like... (laughs) Uh, Oh, see, this uh, is... uh, It's sharp on this end for um, and you stab people with it. Fascinating. So. John, it ties yeah. the Kasari Gama around his waist like a belt. <laughs> with this, you can see Kicheko is walking arm in arm with Margaret, who is being led into the room. Honored guests, your ship has sent over someone to carry a message on behalf of the crew. And I have to say, I did not know that the Uhuru pirates had an emissary who was so charming. By the way, good news from the kitchen. Those waters are just going to be five minutes. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. Margaret will, Actually, like... Jolly Jack legitimately laughs right there. Big old belly laugh. Just like really <laughs> enjoys that moment. Uh, I love the idea that Kicheko is the kind of person who will laugh at his own joke. And he'll give like a bold laugh that like echoes through the hall. And it's like he's such a diplomat in that he has like almost 1920s acting postures for like emotional things that he is delivering so when he laughs he will hold his own belly and emphasize the ways that he is laughing and he like projects this laugh out into the room and like it stops on a dime 
and he'll wrap himself up in the door and walk out of the room. And Margaret will look around the room uh, at everybody with their weapons drawn. Well, it looks like I got here just in time. And I'd like to stand and pull a chair for her. Well, I didn't know that you consorted with people that could be this charming. And she will have her seat immediately next to Jolly Jack. She'll direct that like mostly at Travis and a little bit at the captain as she sits down. Yes, we're all having fun here. <laughs> now, how can I stop a war? I I don't know. Don't. <laughs> we have gotten very few details about this five, uh, past five minutes. So same boat. Would love to know. Right now we're going to have a drink. So we're we're fine for now. So he kind of shakes the the flask at Margaret, or he gestures to the bottles of wine. He goes, do you have a preference? I'll take a red. And actually, I'll just sort of busy myself. I'll uncork the wine. I'll pour for everyone, bring out some glasses. I'll just sort of like bustle around in a hosty way. And I think as you pour her wine, as like you finish pouring her wine, she'll stop you with a hand and say, fortified red. Ah, (laughs) after my own heart. And top it off a little bit. Everyone else and looks at Gable. Uh, uh, <laughs> it, it's fine. Uh, I'll get it myself. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> very well. And uh, Travis? Good guess. Travis, uh, fortified. A sort of mixture. Do you want to potion it up yourself? She sure, just holds I'll, out the flask. I'll get a, a third one in here. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> gross. That can't be tasty. <laughs> yeah. Two wines and whatever and like, brandy I have in there. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, and he, he turns as that as they're sort of getting their own drinks. He turns to Margaret and says, so what brings a lovely civilized person such as yourself? to be in the company of rakes and rogues. And of course, I am here speaking of myself. Stop it. <laughs> Just ever since we got there, got here, everyone's been like nonstop mean to us, including <laughs> both of you. I we am here to deliver yet. a message to you from the crew. Everyone's very angry. They want drinks. It's been three hours. What? Is the holdup? That's a great question. That's a great question. Uh, Margaret, um, we're kind of at, we're at the mercy of the Bandit Queen. She's kind of uh, stringing us along a little bit, feels like it. Um, and uh, so we'll know when when she lets us know. Oh, Sifa wouldn't never. Sifa might. Yes, Margaret looks across <laughs> the table. <laughs> Margaret looks pointedly across the table towards the captain, who, Johnny, I think you, Travis, can feel like a swirl of like frustration, um, maybe maybe a mixed in with, with some guilt and more of that anxiety. Thankfully, I do believe we're in a situation that is not expressly your fault, she says, gesturing to the rest of the captain's council in the room. Well, is is this a problem I could help with? No. <laughs> it, right? We don't need any help, right, Travis? Is that the vibe well, I'm getting? Well, 
You Are tell you us how to feel, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> Jonas says that for me? actively take trying to undo the <laughs> dumb <laughs> knot that he's holding up his pants. Because I'm trying to support you as a friend, but also you're not giving me a lot to go on. Are you here looking for me, or are you here for something else? I mean, I am delighted to see you again after all of this long and lonely time. <laughs> but I am about my own business, I'm afraid. Hmm. I mean, but I see no reason why not to do a little additional business. Your crew, what, rum? Brandy? Do they prefer rosé? Uh, they prefer anything that won't kill them? Oh, kerosene and whiskey. Yeah, I, uh, again, it's, it's certainly none of my business, and I don't mean any, he then looks at the captain and says, and I certainly do not mean to presume or intrude, but, you know, I fix problems, and I carry cargo, and if, if I could somehow ease this stress, that is what I'm all about. Oromar will actually look over at Travis now and sort of look at him questioningly of, can we trust this guy? He, he is now asking that question of you. <laughs> Travis winks. <laughs> no! <laughs> With that, Oromar picks up the glass of wine and raises it to like propose a cheers to respond to this offer. Uh, Travis raises a glass too. Pick mine up too. Janet raises the sob. Gable grabs the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> and Margaret Margaret will clink Jack's glass. Yes, I think you can help us out quite a bit. Jack, was it? Yes. Jack, I am a little bit more familiar with strange customs than the rest of our crew. And I happen to know, because I had a good talk with that charming Kicheko fellow, and he told me that currently we're in a bit of a holding pattern because Sifa has been detained by the winds and various calls of her profession. And she has only allowed us to occupy this welcome hall. The Shamti people are careful about who they trust, and it's very clear that they have chosen to trust you if you were willing to stick your neck out for the crew of the Uhuru, we could have the rest of the ship disembark and maybe prevent a riot or perhaps violent raid. I'm not there to talk them down right now. I left that in Jane's hands, and she's clever, but her temper is also quite short. If you would be willing to vouch for the crew to enter the rest of the city, I think we would owe you a great debt. That, and, and uh, you can see, like, transparently, Jack is actually a little taken aback. And actually, what do I know about the Uhuru? Oh, this rules. Mm. You gotta roll yeah. a knowledge adventuring mm. for this, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine this being one of Jack's better skills. Uh, In knowledge of the world, it's probably pretty solid. There's that. Although, that said, I did not actually, to to be straight up, I did not write any knowledges on my sheet. But we didn't get a chance to finish building the character, so so like, also whatever. A pip of knowledge adventuring is fair? 
Yeah, I I I would say so. Uh, do we? What what stat is that based on? Let intellect. Me, intellect. I would assume you would have one rank or two at least. I'm comfortable um, with one rank. And then what's the difficulty? Difficulty on the Uhuru. Uh, it de- I think it depends on what you are trying to know because the Uhuru is infamous. Yeah. So uh, can I say like as some baseline stuff? I probably know four real pirates. For mm-hmm. real working for themselves. And I probably know, like, not above murdering some folk. But other than that, I don't know what I would have, like, a good beat on that I would trust. Okay. Uh, make a average check, then. Okay. And that's two? Yeah. Because specifically what I'm looking for right now is I cannot vouch for people that are going to cause trouble here. Right. Okay. Yeah. Definitely an average check, I think. Oof a doof. The little X's are failures, right? They are failures. <laughs> Ooh, this is not an auspicious beginning to my career. I am pretty sure this is one failure and one advantage. Then I think I know. Like you you're trying to assess whether or not it would be a bad move to let in the crew of the Uhuru. For your advantage. I will say you have heard many, many stories about Oromar Vale. And Oromar Vale is a figure that you kind of have to treat in the same way you treat yourself, where there is a lot of fact out there about this person, and there's a lot of fiction and rumor about this person. You know, he is purported to have done so many incredible things, and, you know, it's hard to tell whether or not half of them would be true. The thing that I will give you for your failure is I will give you a dangerous piece of information. Uh, because you deal with the Tempest Armada, you know that Oromar and Sifa used to have a thing. Yeah. A capital thing with underlining, bolding, and italics. <laughs> Margaret says that. And Jack actually, like, for the first, it's not like a mask slips or anything, but. For the first time, he's slightly wrong-footed, and he's like, well, I'll, I'll be honest, I, I was going to offer to uh, send along some drink to sort of help them pass the time, and that would be easy. Uh, and but- Margaret's about to make a power move right here. Margaret okay. goes, and that is generous, and I would appreciate it. And she brushes her hair off of uh, her face and neck pulling away her dark curls to reveal the black lily that is on her neck. But I would consider it a personal favor to me if you stepped us a little bit farther past this little diplomatic snafu. And then it happens again where he's like, okay, I've got to actually rewrite my my speech in my head again. Uh, (laughs) uh, And he says... Of course, in my many and varied dealings with you and yours over the years, I know that the goodwill of a lily is worth more than silver. But I am Jolly Jack, and my word is more than gold. And I need to be concerned 
with, uh, of course, my friend Travis, my long friend, my my boon companion for, for ages and ages. It has been an age, like literally an age, man, like an age. I, I would vouch for him for certain things. Uh, <laughs> but the entire crew of the Uhuru and also, I like, okay, guys, I, I'm cards on the table. And his demeanor kind of changes. He, and he's like, he's like, guys, cards on the table. I cannot, like, I can't fuck this up for like me and and the city here. Like, I do a lot of business here, and I 100 percent cannot get on the bad side of the bandit queen. And I'm not saying that you guys are on the wrong side of the bandit queen. No, we are for sure. <laughs> uh, but, but like, I, I don't want to draw down that thunder either. So as with all negotiations, what, what can I get you that will help that is not going to destroy me and everything I've worked for these long, weary years? I could probably vouch for y'all because y'all seem pleasant and efficacious but like the entire crew, if they are loosed on the city, I can't stay. I mean, I could stand for that, but I don't know if you can pay. And he, he says that kind of apologetically to Oromar, very earnestly, and then looks to Margaret and is looks very apologetically to her. And it's like, not that I undervalue your goodwill. So w- with that, I-, I kind of want to see our PCs step in and-, and weigh in on this circumstance. Gable has just two-handed the bottle of wine and is just going to... <laughs> just... Gable, 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 Gable. I, <laughs> I don't know what to do. This is very complicated. I think if everyone could excuse us for a moment. Yeah. Yeah. We're just going to take a sec. Oh, uh, by all... Sure. I'll, and I, I, I pick up my glass and I wander to a remote corner of the hall to examine the frescoes really intently. <laughs> so, we uh, can't we can't just leave the crew on the ship. They're going to they're going to destroy the ship. All right. They can come out on the pier. They can do that. It, I mean, for how long? They're not all children. They're not all babies. But just there are a lot them. of children. There are a lot of children. And there's no like ocean to splash around in and distract themselves in. That's, that's that's. What if we get them supplies, some sort of distracty things? We get down onto that main hex and hopefully get in and out real quick. Oh, what if we maybe get it so that they? Well, I mean. Nah, I don't know. I got it. Nothing. <laughs> no, what is it? Well, it's it, there's no bad ideas in brainstorming. Come okay. On. Well, it's kind of just I'm 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 admitting that it's maybe a restating of what Gable just said. So uh, it's it's like we let him onto this hex, and then we don't, and we go yes. onto the main hex. But Gable, you you, you said that as they are. <laughs> that's more like shaking keys in front of a baby. Right. Right. Well, now like what they'll if get distracted? We let them get onto this sort of area <laughs> but then we go down to the main head okay now think That's about what you I just said I might just... interject <laughs> Travis how do you know Jack well do you want the long story or the short story you, I'll say the I'll short take... story, story and you'll make it long <laughs> I'll say the short story and you'll regret it <laughs> <laughs> I 
used to be Jolly Jack. Now, anyway, we could get the crew <laughs> onto the Too short. Too short. I do regret it. <laughs> oh. Hey heroes, it's James, your Game Master, and welcome to the mid-roll. Before we get back to the show, I want to take a quick moment and thank our backers on Patreon. So once again, head over to patreon.com slash one-shot podcast and sign up today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With all that out of the way, let's get back in the sky. Yes, I I, I think I regret asking for the short story as well. But that does give me at least a little bit to go on here. The Lilies have had a relationship with Jack for quite some time. I was not familiar with Jack as a legacy figure, but that would make sense based on our longstanding relationship and agreement with this person. I sensed that there might be some tense history between you two. I will assure you that the crew is antsy. The supplies from Nordia have run through their flavor, if you will. Over the past few days, while we were circling this area, working very hard to look for something on the ground that it turns out is in the sky, we burned through all of the fun stuff and we're on to the boring <laughs> stuff. Okay, yes. So we'll Especially because your crew was expecting quite the payout here. I, I believe they are planning to spend like mad, which I think will be good for for this place, which is why I was willing to flex the will of the lilies, because I truly believe it will work out in everyone's favor to be released from the ship as soon as possible. But Jack is... Well, Jack is many things. I've only heard stories about Jack. So I'm trying to go off your experience with this person. Is there a lever that we can use here? Well, I, I I'm just also curious has because Travis actually obviously has an experience with me as a person. Has anyone else heard of me? This is a good ass question, and I want everyone to make an easy knowledge adventuring check about Jolly yes. Jack. Me too. Sweep. You have a little bit like deeper insight to this person. So what I'm going to give you, I'm making up rules on the spot here, Johnny. Okay. I think you can make a hard check, but you start with two successes before you roll. 
Wow. So like my knowledge adventuring is just too green. So too should green. I just so should I just roll the three purple? Roll roll the three purple and roll the two green, and you have two successes on top of whatever you're going to roll. So okay. everyone here, like everyone else, like Liz and Tyler are rolling for surface level insights and facts about Jolly I Jack. I got a failure. <laughs> <laughs> Love this. Uh, Love this. I got uh, two successes and an advantage. Yeah. And Johnny, got, what you're rolling for is deeper information here. I got three successes and three threats. Dope. Okay. Okay. So here's what everyone knows. Is I that don't know anything. You, oh, Gable, you know thing. You no. know thing. Everyone knows that Jolly Jack sells salt. Jolly Jack is a businessman and does business all across Sphere, all across the rediscovered world and the corners of Sphere that have yet to be rediscovered. Jolly Jack does business with those who are legitimate and wealthy and those who are illegitimate and criminal. So I think Jolly Jack, though you never saw him, Jolly Jack has sold salt to Acheron. And oh, the yeah. thing. Okay. <laughs> And I have a question for you, Tyler. How important is your dad or your mom? Yeah, I think so. John's mom, not super in the picture. His dad is mm. is very, very important. James, that awesome. seems like a real supervillain question. Like you were going <laughs> to open a curtain and yeah, they just yeah, a little over a pool that of That door opens your behind him. <laughs> or is your father important? <laughs> so then you know... What you know of Jolly Jack is because your father really pulled one over on Jolly Jack, uh, got a good amount of salt for Acheron for a song, like really just pulled in the goods. So you like what you know is like this guy is a guy like a good guy, like a, a, a canny business guy. You can't remember who told you the story because Hip told you stories about Jolly Jack uh, when your father was kind of like bragging about like what he managed to pull off for the community of Acheron. But like you've, you've heard stories about this guy as a business guy, but you also know your, cl- your father is a smart person, which means that a smart person can pull one over on this guy. So that's what you get for your successes. Uh, we'll, we'll turn to Gable and Gable's failure. Gable, you know that Jolly Jack is a salt salesperson. And you know that uh, he's a salt salesperson because every year on the solstice, he meets with the mariner on a secluded island at midnight and will play a game of Illimat against the mariner to win a year's worth of salt from the sea. <laughs> But that's a lie, right? <laughs> I mean, that's what Gable knows. And like, oh, yeah, I've heard of this guy. <laughs> Poor <laughs> so Gable. You know that. Uh, Stupid mom. And here we come to Travis. You have some pretty deep knowledge here about this person. And I kind of want to start on the three threats. There is some bad blood between Jack and Travis, to be sure. In what unexpected ways did he manage to fuck over Travis? Like, I I really want to know. Like, what what dangerous skill does Jolly Jack have? 
that, that oh, Travis wow. absolutely knows. Uh, and like, oh, that's it. That's it. Your three successes are, you know, Jolly Jack has a very particular skill. And that's something that we will have Pat tell you. Um, but Travis, you dealt Jolly Jack a rough turn. And those are the three threats that you rolled. So you have fucked over Jolly Jack in a big way. And I want to hear about that. And Pat, Travis knows something about Jolly Jack's like deep skills. So let's start with Johnny. Johnny, please tell me, how did you fuck over Jolly Jack? Oh, this was not discussed on air, I don't mm-hmm. think. But when Jolly Jack started going by Jolly Jack, there was a lot of baggage associated with the name. Some good, m- most bad, <laughs> that he was for a very long time unable to escape. I think he had quite the reputation in a lot of very important cities. Cool. Perhaps... There were some wanted posters with the name Jolly Jack on them. I might even I like suspect that. like a person hunting for a while. <laughs> oh man. Like bounty hunter. <laughs> yeah. With three three threats. Yeah, that's probably pretty fair. That's good. I, I like that. And uh Pat, what is like a skill that even a person who knows about Jolly Jack would probably not know that Travis absolutely does know? You know that his typical sales pitch is most salt comes from the sea. And yes, you need salt. And yes, it makes your food taste good. But that means that like, that's gross. The mariner has had his fingers in all of that salt, that sea salt, that gray salt. But Jack's salt is clean salt, you know, and Nobody knows where he gets it, but it is a different color. It has, uh, you know, how the Himalayan salt has a little bit of red in it. There's been occasional little bits of that, but usually it has like a bright blue fleck to it. And you know that he claims to make it with alchemy, and that's not true. Although he is an alchemist, you know, and he talks about it a lot, that is not true. His alchemy is not that which makes salt. Is that is that fair? Yeah. And I'll I'll establish something for canon for the world of sphere is if you're an alchemist, it's kind of like being into brewing your own beer, which is huh. if you're an alchemist, you talk about it <laughs> and like you'll work conversation. <laughs> and you wanna you wanna show everybody the oh. room that you do your alchemy in and talk, show the cooler that you yeah. I mean, yeah. I just I rather s- buy it from a professional. <laughs> I don't want I don't, I don't try. <laughs> I started with one gallon alchemy, but then it was like I'm putting all this time in. I might as well move up to the five gallon alchemy. Well, of course we gotta scale up. <laughs> I might as well start my own business. <laughs> uh, uh, actually, with, with, with three successes, I'll also say he does do some alchemy, but maybe, and this is more fair, maybe if you got that that level of role, he's tinkering with way more than like mixing up feel-good potions. Like he actually is, does for real magical, eh, hard to say magical, but like he is, he he was more of a tinker back in the day when you met him. He would fix things, solve problems. But over the years, all now you hear about is salt. But one of the things he was tinkering with, he would tinker with some magical stuff back in the day. 
Oh, and Tyler, I'll add one more, one final addendum to the things that you know. Yeah. The reason that your dad was able to get one over on Jolly Jack is he'll take any wager that yeah. is put in front of him. Love that. Oh, that's so good. Wow. Does work. <laughs> yeah, but y'all, y'all have just like through gone through your your personal memories, uh, like about Jolly Jack, and like you have this information. Jack is extremely politely like inspecting the walls in the room as you have this like huddled conversation, kind of figuring out what to do. Yeah, Jolly Jack. He he's got the best salt that would come through Acheron. Actually, guys, I remember back in the day, uh, my dad pulled one over on him, traded him pound for pound, uh, an even trade. He told him that uh, if he could beat him in a game of Illimat, he would get to trade him pound for pound of Acheron's greatest export and the best thing that Jolly Jack had. My dad won, and he traded him, (laughs) and he he traded him, (laughs) he traded him chicken poop. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and we got salt for a year because <laughs> the guy can't not take a bet uh, uh, your now- father was foolhardy <laughs> this man is of great power we mustn't <laughs> we must bind him to a vessel throw him into the very sea what, what are you talking about Gable foul magics are in the air today <laughs> well now the thing that I'm learning from this is Jonnet, your father is an Illimat man. He's an Illimatian. And I <laughs> I want someone to write that down so that we remember it later. <laughs> <laughs> that is fair. Yes. That now is canon. <laughs> um, Gable, you're fine. You got everything exactly correct. You're, you're nailing it. Evil great, man! Great job. <laughs> Uh, one thing he, he that I of, love with, about without turning it, around, he kind of holds up his wine glass <laughs> and, and in a salute, uh, just keeps facing away. <laughs> one thing I love about Gable is that we're learning that they code switch into like angelic pronouncement, <laughs> like <laughs> speak sometimes. Tisn't noble for forsooth he shall be smitten onto the very ground we walk off. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, I know a thing too. If anyone cares. No. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, dear. Thank you. That ain't magic salt. What? I mean, it's, he it's, scoops it out of the he scoops it out of the ocean and dyes it blue. What? No. Then why is it so he, tasty? He, he... Well, the blue dye. Ah. Uh, huh. Because he wrings it from the very hem of the mariner's coat squeezes it with his bare hands you're on 10 right now (laughs) do i need to dial it back i will no no you be you you be you (laughs) i've got take it down to an eight (laughs) all right so i mean we need him to vouch for us and it's maybe we can get him into a deal of some kind. This dude loved taking a bet. At least, I mean, this was a while ago, but my dad was always talking about it. It was all it was so easy to get him to agree to a bet. Or okay, I'll do it. Great. <laughs> get in there. Do your thing. <laughs> 
this is definitely your area. Yeah, it's it's kind of my whole deal. Aside from the animals during the day thing. And that's new. <laughs> hey, hey Travis, <laughs> I, I do I do want to know like why'd you give up the name Jolly Jack? Well, it's funny that you uh mentioned that he can't turn down a a wager. Um he won it in a bet. We are doomed to failure. <laughs> doomed. <laughs> There is no, no, we, we must leave this place. So wait, he's beaten you before? Well, yeah. And so statistically, it's so unlikely that it would happen again. It's okay, that's the most dangerous possible thing. I mean, you've you only had one <laughs> bet same, and he won, so he's 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 a hundred. Same one. <laughs> right, right. But same. I'm saying statistically, I lose so infrequently. It's nearly never. Failure is inevitable. Please, did just you like, hit your head? Just like say, the safest time, the safest time to fly in an airplane, whatever that may be, what? is probably immediately after a crash. Because statistically, it's probably not going to happen to you. You have a tenuous grasp on how all of this works, and that does worry me. Though, if I do know one thing about you, it is you are a gambling person and and you have survived quite a long time. I think if we're going to resolve this situation, I have no idea where Sifa is. And my bet is this is a Sifa or Amar thing. (laughs) And she's currently pulling a power move. Well, yeah, because she keeps getting messages to us faster than she's getting here. Yes. Repeatedly. Exactly. I kind of think it would be a good power move back to have free reign of the city before she arrives. Okay. You make that guy an offer, and he gives us the key to the city. We shall rue this day. What? We shall rue this day. (laughs) No. I'm sorry. I'm trying to TV down to an eight, but I can't hold it in. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) JJ, my friend. We've discussed and we've, we believe we've come to uh, an agreement that, that would be amenable to you. Oh, okay. Wonderful. What do you have? How about this? We'll make a little wager. If we win, we and the entire crew gets free reign of the city. And if you win, is there anything that Jolly Jack would want from us or that would be cool to wager. Were we talking about like transporting something for him or is that still on the table? Mm. Pat, I, I think Jack can make a request because like okay. this is a wager, for right? Sure. He's, he can bring his own. Okay. Right. Uh, so when you say a little wager, you, you're talking big stakes. That's what they say. Little wager, big stakes. <laughs> <laughs> That was my nickname in school. That's, um, that's because oh. he was that's a grill master. <laughs> that's what they say on Longfellow Ranch. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. God damn it! Yes. Uh, <laughs> the Longfellow Ranch Longfellow? and Casino. <laughs> yes. Was it well, Lightfellow? Lightfellow. A Lightfellow. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he. You know there would be quite a bit in it for me, I suppose, in sort of the fulfillment of some of my obligations as I am moving things 
to and fro, if it came to be known that the notorious, even perhaps infamous, crew of the Uhuru were at the beck and call of Jolly Jack to deliver things that he needed delivering. Not forever, of course. I mean, forever is a long time. Don't I know it? (laughs) (laughs) And he, he actually... There's a bit of a look like he's like, yes, and we're going to talk about that. <laughs> but how long do you plan on uh, staying here? I, we're here to make a deal and get out. So a day or two. Well, how about this? Uh, if for every day your your crew is here, you owe me a delivery or a favor. We refuse to transport no. your army of poltergeists. Gable, Gable, Gable. We shall Gable, not. where did you get that Jack, human Jack, skull? With the <laughs> Jack. Actually. As my witness. <laughs> Gable crushes the skull in their hand. <laughs> I shall have no evil dealings with them. <laughs> Although I, I imagine that you are not particularly like cash rich right now. Uh, but But also, like we all know that like, yeah, and and here he looks at the captain. He actually he he at this point he kind of like shakes himself a little, and he turns, and he says to the captain, who's obviously there, mm-hmm. and he says, uh, "I do beg your pardon. I am assuming that you would prefer me to deal with your man here." And Oromar pulls. It's not enough life force from Travis that like would cost a strain, but you can definitely feel a little bit of your life force eke away as Oromar grins and nods in a like, oh, please deal with him. <laughs> Man. Um, okay. Oromar's getting so, sassy. Uh, <laughs> so well, he, is... get, he gets it from me, quite literally. <laughs> he gets it from me. Uh, does does this seem acceptable? I I might have need uh, for some sort of cargo or trip to be run that might need the particular skills of the Uhiru in the in the future. So at the very least, one of these, and if you. I mean, and I would invite you if I vouch for you, stay a month. I would love a hundred favors owed to me uh, from the Uhuru. Uh, was that, I will not did they require... change the number of days in a month here? Uh, I, I... He has done it. He has changed the very time upon our watches. Hundreds of years may have passed since we oh, that's, I forgot. Gable is very drunk. <laughs> We we they oh, yeah, the whole bottle. They the whole bottle. Oh, that's that's right. This all oh, makes sense. Gable on the wall, and they're just wielding it. Gable cook like there is a stage of drunk for Gable where they start code switching into like angelic sort of pronouncement talk, which is extremely good. Yeah. Um, I, I think I will focus at, intently to bring us back to the right time. I, I think at this, uh, Margaret will lean in a bit. We're talking about reputation here. At the end of the day, what the Uhuru is requesting of you is for you to extend part of your reputation to us so that we may have our crew enter the city and spend their considerable wealth, something that I believe will benefit everyone, though you not knowing the crew personally are rightfully afraid to extend that reputation 
Oromar Vale is a magnanimous person and would absolutely be willing to back a wager with his services. However, there is no circumstance under which our captain would be amenable to a wager without limit. He is no one's errand boy. Oh, and I would never imply such. And nor would you be able to. (laughs) (laughs) So are are we really dealing with something as nebulous as a favor in the future? Uh, Favor now, favor in the future? Because I will admit there is already a favor outstanding here that has been a great long time. I have not been able to collect already. You owe Um, this guy something? Well, who's to say? The, him! 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 <laughs> he is he did him just say that, it. Travis. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, you know, you have to find a person and ask them to do a favor for you, for you to do the favor, and if you never get found, then you never have to do the favor. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> um, I certainly can put in a word, and I would love to help, but what is the bet? I'll leave that in Travis's hands, as he is our gambler. What do you say, Madigo? What'll it be? I remember there was a version of Illimat. It was like a... I forget what it was, but it was basically like a speed version of Illimat, or like a a war or something. Uh, Yeah, it's essentially racing rules for Illimat, where instead of awarding like a full game to 17 points, it is a race to see who can uncover a luminary first. So you're essentially trying to just clear a field. Either that, or if we don't want to like kind of play a visual game to like a numbers game to kind of resolve that here... Who's read Sandman, Neil Gaiman's, like, the comic books? There's a game that is played in one of the first volumes, and it is effectively a story game where somebody says, I am a wolf, fierce hunter, attacking. And then the other person says, I am a mouse, escaping quickly. And then the other person says, I am a cat. So this is, like, kind of the wizard duel that Merlin But actually, it's just... It's not doing it. It is effectively a back and forth sort of a narrative thing. If you're stuck without being able to think of anything, or if you try to repeat it, or if generally speaking, like it's sort of a test of wit. If you go back and forth like that, it's almost like a riddle game, except riddle games actually don't work in the real world. It's it's a little bit of like almost narrative. It's It's improv back and forth, narrative improv back and forth. Okay, okay, okay. Here's the game. Because uh, that Uh-oh. that inspired me. That, that, that made me think of the questions game in improv, where mm. you simply ask questions back and forth until someone's forced to say a statement. But instead, because we want to reveal information about these characters and they have a history together, oh. a different questions game, where you ask questions back and forth until... Someone arrives on a question that the other does not want to answer. And you cannot lie in this game, because if you lie, there will be a visual representation of that lie, and you will also forfeit the game that way. Well, okay, so for my own clarification, because I'm a dummy, Mm -hmm. so Pat would ask Johnny a question. Does Johnny have to answer the question, or does he just respond with a new question? 
No, you will ask a question and then the the person who is asked has to answer the question gotcha. in order to continue. Then they get to ask a question to the other person. Yeah, and this like moves chicken. back and mm. forth until you arrive at a question that someone refuses to answer. Someone goes, no, my si- that is my secret and must stay a secret and I will not answer that. Okay. You can be a little shitty and clever, I'll say. <laughs> like, you know, if you don't phrase your question properly, you can step around certain things and whatnot. But this will allow us to exposit a good deal of backstory between these characters very quickly and also be a very audio narrative compelling way to resolve this wager. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like this is a dangerous there. You could not pick a more dangerous game for Jolly Jack Um, and not pick like Travis has a lot of fucking secrets that he needs to keep as well. Yeah. So actually Jack would not pitch this. But if I will say if that feels like a Travis pitched it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what's the name of this game? Do you have a cool idea for the name? Oh, I don't. I don't. If you have a good I don't, but I just thought. I honestly can't believe I thought of this game because it's this is actually a, this pretty is a very, cool. Very game. <laughs> I will. I would say it's probably called the Well. Ooh. Um, Keep going. Down. There's probably an older name that eventually got abbreviated down to Well, um, like drawing from the Well. That's why he writes Ooh. the books. That's why, got the, that's why he <laughs> writes the books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I could see it's like, so what's the wager? And we're both like going to our pockets for like cards yeah. or punchy yeah. sticks or like, you know, whatever, uh, tiddlywinks. Um, and then Margaret says, Lumen's eye. We, we cannot corrupt the sanctity of this space. I, I feel like Travis is like opening like jars of peanuts. There's like snake, <laughs> with snakes that like pull it, shoot out or whatever. If we are to compete in this space, it must be dignified. And so I believe we must go to the well. And as Margaret says that, like, there is a chill that kind of like settles. Like you're pulling out a deck of cards and I'm like. Margaret gives Jack a look, gives Jack a piercing look. Look, Margaret is evaluating you in a way that was kind of off the table. You can tell that there is no magic behind it, but this look sends you the message, I am a black lily and there can be magic behind my perception at any time. She also looks over to Travis and there is no bullshit here and there are things that I want to know about this person. You kind of felt it when she was first talking to you. This is the beginning of a dance that ends with you undressed before her. She takes a bottle that has not been drunk through and a glass that has not been soiled and pours white wine into the glass and sets it in the center of the table between the two heads of the space. This is the well. The well will not suffer lies. Should you lie before it, it will shatter. But this is a competition of wits. A competition of wits between two people who have their secrets to keep. And who will lay those secrets bare? 
before all of us, until one should decide that his secrets are far too important to expose to anyone. You will ask questions, and you will answer those questions honestly. You can stop at any time, but if you stop, you lose. So, should you both consent to the game? She looks to both of you, and like, there is a hunger in her eyes. You can feel palpably. And feeling hunger from a lily, like, there are a lot of forces at play. These are people who understand desire more than anyone who walks fear. And when they let a desire be known, it's intoxicating. So when that happens, I I turn to her and I say, you're right. And this will be a good wager. However, I am not a performer. Or rather, I should say, I am not a professional performer. If you want to watch... What are you offering me? Because this is between Travis and I. Ooh. I got three bits, if I, and I'll watch. Jonet, no. Okay. With a look, he will steal your <laughs> organs through your eyes. I will say, I am currently in the employ of the crew of the Uhuru, but I am a lily first and always. A man traveling with a lily is a man welcome at any port. And a man who would be forgiven for almost any infraction. That is a significant add to anyone's reputation. Well, then you just get us in here and we can tell JJ to kick rocks. <laughs> I unfortunately have never personally visited this port. And while so you, so you didn't mean willing... any port, so you didn't mean any port. You were lying. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Jack is kind of like watching that go back and forth. Yeah, uh, like you can see uh, Margaret's like affection for Travis shriveling like a raisin <laughs> in the sun. John, John it leans over to Jack. He's like, man, I love it when they do this. It's just, it's so, the banter is amazing. <laughs> I'll solve your problem. You will solve a problem at my request. Margaret looks frustrated at this, and she drums her fingers on the table. You will request that I solve the problem that needs to be solved. I will request that you solve a problem that is important. With that, Margaret like thinks for a moment and nods. That's a fair exchange. And I promise this regardless of the outcome of the wager. Agreed. And he starts to hold out his hand until she starts to, like, come out for a shake. Gosh, yeah. I want to know how... Well, no, it's a promise. She extends a pinky. And so (laughs) he stops and he says, As it seems, we will be traveling companions. I would like to offer you my hospitality, my kindness, passage on my ship. I offer you my wit and the protection of my arm and crew. Also to this, I add 
the service of twice my tongue, once for entertainment and once to fulfill our bargain. All of those things I do consent to. No more do I consent to in terms of truth. Then he comes forward and offers his pinky, because this would have been the first time they have touched each other. Yeah. Anything further in the future can, of course, be negotiated. So we return once again to the long line of prospective applicants to the skyship Uhuru. Someone strides off the line and takes a seat very promptly on the stool in front of you. He is a very tan and like roguish figure with a little bit of salt and pepper hair uh, that is very finely managed. He's in a white shirt with suspenders uh, and, and the shirt is like rolled up to have short sleeves over his bulging muscles. He's got a very handsome and cut jaw. He's also got a pistol slung on his side and he goes, I heard you folks were looking for some help. Hmm. Now, I'm sure that this is something. I'm going to get right out and say it, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> Pretty vague yet. right now. So I'm top. willing to indulge. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what it is there, son. It's your lucky day. My name is Dr. Jack Alonso Sky. And mm. I see that you are looking for a Sky Jack, and that's exactly what I am. All right, I have a little bit more of an idea of what his deal is, but I don't have a hundred percent of the picture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or maybe we maybe we do, and it's just it's just simply this. Oh, All right. yes. Surely you're looking for my qualifications. I'd be Absolutely. happy to fill you in there. I have a PhD in biology. Wow. I wasn't expecting that. I am also a bit of a gentleman adventurer i travel around the world meeting all sorts of exciting folks in interesting places and i i fight nazis oh well i like that okay yeah all right down with that okay so this is a a pastiche pastiche. you'd actually be very surprised how often nazis are just around you know i feel like i had you told me that mm, five years ago yeah, I'd say that'd be pretty surprising. Now? <laughs> it's one of those things well, that you I hope is surprising. surprising, but it's, it's... really not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, look, I can see then we're uh, cut from the same cloth. Uh, now, my, my solution with a Nazi is, uh, you know, a, a good square punch in the jaw or shooting them or uh, allowing kind of a propeller to just grind them up mm. to pieces yes, or yes, yes, yes. letting the power of God melt their faces uh, or letting them fall field. into deep chasms. That's that's a good point that you're making. It sounds like 
you are, and this is, I'm sure, a lesson, you are letting them fall upon their own petards more frequently than you are actually doing the killing yourself. Oh, well, no, no, no. I want to make it clear. I want to make it very explicitly clear. I believe the Nazi political ideology should be violently suppressed. Yes. Okay. By any means good, necessary. Good, 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 good. good. I and, don't you know, think... Sometimes I, my they one... their own hand, but... Uh, my one criticism is that you you did say have their faces melted by God, and I I think that we've learned perhaps over the past four years that you can't you can't really leave it up to that or else it would have happened. You know, mm. you just you know mm. if if you're in a position where maybe God's going to be around or he's going to be melting some faces off, you don't you don't need to go out of your way to help them. Uh, <clears throat> Well, well, you know, I've they're seen, not going to go out of their way to help you. So. I've got a question. So, uh, mm-hmm. you're let's say you're in a scenario where you you got a Nazi and you're you're battling, battling, battling. It comes to the face melting time. You look left, you look right. God is not <laughs> around. How are you going to melt that face? Exactly. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, okay. Uh, do, what, you know what, what? What do I have uh, uh, on, on my? Is it just what I'm carrying now? You got a. You got a. You got a. Uh, you got flint. Um, you have. Okay. Uh, you've got a, a, a couple of weeds next to you that look a little dry. You've got a magnifying glass, and that's it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, and a, a bucket well, of acid. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah. Mm. Okay. I guess. Uh, ooh, a bucket of acid too. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so this ooh. is wow. Uh, fuck, marry, kill, flint, weeds, acid. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, you know, first first thing I do, uh, I, I I take either the magnifying glass, or the flint. I, I I get those. I get a fire going. Uh, then I drown the Nazi in the acid bucket. Yes. And uh, then I smoke that weed. <laughs> you know, relax myself after. You know what? I'm just gonna go ahead. Murder. You better get on board this spa- this 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 flight. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, whatever. You better get on this skyship, Onto buddy. The spaceship. Yes. <laughs> I will say a very unfortunate side effect of you, though, is that that does bring Nazis into the canon. That's yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, uh, Nazis. That's just the word that we have for uh, the Red Feather Syndicate. <laughs> Uh, oh, where where okay. I'm from, so you know, if I say Nazi, you really don't look too much farther than the imperialist, colonialist, capitalist forces that are kind of preying upon people in this setting. It shouldn't be that hard to see all of those things as bad, and prepare yourselves to violently suppress those things. Mm-hmm. You know, should mm-hmm. should should the need arise. Uh, I will also vote yes on the condition that uh, you, you are we're edging on uh, copyright infringement. So if you could point <laughs> out three specific ways in which you are different from a hypothetical character of your similar ilk, I would be more than happy to let you on the ship. It's a great catch. Katie. Oh wow! Who ah. Different, different. Let's see. Uh, got my degree at the University of Chicago. No, yeah, yeah. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, my father was a Scotsman. Talks with a very distinct accent. I mean, we don't know who. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I'm named after a dog. I named myself after a dog. <laughs> you named yourself after a dog. Well, I- isn't that a weird, like, kind of bummer? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. 
You have time. You don't need to invent out of thin air right now. You could take your time and just find little ways, like maybe do your hair a fun way or a different kind of hat, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, see, I, I use a trilby, so that is technically That's different. Much worse, significantly mm, worse. What if, I, what if I switch over to a pork pie? Uh, that's funny that's funny at least (laughs) (laughs) well we can let we how about this uh we'll we'll let you on temporarily we'll give you a uh a 90 day trial just get the lay the land we've got a, a hat stock uh downstairs you try out the different hats you see what fits see what actually fits your style and then uh we can evaluate further in 90 days you know that, that that sounds that sounds great to me. That sounds great to me. I'm a yes. Sure, <laughs> me too. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just reviewing the DVDs to see what kind of variations we can make on the template. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any skulls? Uh, yes, uh, these fine crystal skulls. No. I, uh, oh, actually, no. I do. Not gonna work. I do. I do want uh, like kind of uh, touching on this uh, this uh, skull bit. Um, do you know when to quit? Do you know when to give it a rest? Do you know when to maybe just like you know quit while you're ahead, or would you just kind of keep churning out adventures when you're way past your prime? You know. Skyjack never gives up. And uh, if if my body starts to fail and break down, I've got my friend Shia who will help me out. And believe me, when you hear about his political opinions, you will not like him anymore. Wow. Just a big old 180 on me right now. Uh, But uh, to be fair... Um, to Shia? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'd take a lot of gigs for a paycheck, you know? <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I don't feel like you can really fault him for that. To Shia? <laughs> no, the other one. The template. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, so the surprising uh, thing that I found uh, with him is that he has no reason to try when taking those paychecks either, but he does try. That's the thing, and you got to respect that. He's not that. phoning it in. Uh, I don't have to respect anything. <laughs> 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 anyway, just get on board. Get so in. the crystal skulls are alien skulls. Yeah, so, uh, we got that want, for sure. Okay, totally. Okay, I just wanted to make sure they, no they're not human are skulls. They are, sure. they are aliens, alien yes, being skulls. Alien it's very scary spaceship. All right. You can get on board. Shia will have to apply. Absolutely. Separately. All right. Um, and he will <laughs> run I, I have onto to go the grab ship. my bread perfectly. <laughs> 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 mm.